All right, let's get into the grow talk, Scotty. I got my, uh, I got the weed lung shirt there. I just call it the weed lungs. Yes, that's what it is, sir. You gotta, this one's a good one. This and the Tiger King one. Some of my favorites right there. Once my hair is a little longer, we're going or transitioning from summer hair to getting into fall to winter hair. And I'll be able to look like the Lebowski here, just a little. Yeah, I guess I'm doing. you're getting more, dude. Sitting on the yoga ball in the shower, you're, you're you're a lot like Lebowski, right? We are talking grow today, guys. Growing the cannabis. Um, interesting enough, I just got distracted before starting the show here. I got a buddy grower text me um, a YouTube link. He's like, dude, this grower's getting 7.1 pounds per light. It's these crazy LEDs. I'm just like thinking immediately. So, big deal, man. My friend gets infinity. Times 100. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I mean, when you hear that number, are you just going to call bullshit immediately or marketing ploy for a light? Well, and one, I'm like, you- it's outdoor, but you know. <laughs> Let's get into the show rundown here. Built from dudegrows.com. Thanks for all the grower questions and thank nugs, guys. Uh, the Dank Nug is going to be a golden goat today by Buds by Dubs. Okay. All these. What are dubs, man? Like wins. Dubs or wins? Dubs or wins. Huh. Okay. Are, are wins? Wins. Like a, like a dub, like a W. I thought they were rims, man. I don't know. Or, or you can like dub something. Where, there you know. go. Yeah, like music. Dubs, man. I'd be rolling on dubs, brother. All right. I'm going to talk about when to flush nutrient salts outdoors by I love O I love OG and Sour D. There we go. Awesome. Um Organic versus bottle fed disappointment by Mule and the Magic Beanstalk. Oh, mullet, mullet and the Magic Beanstalk. Oh man, Kenny Powers just elevated mullets to another level. No, it could be, it could just be where I'm at in Canada or my neighborhood, but my neighbor's got a pretty tight mullet now and his son. It's like his son's 10, you know, but that's how it goes. Next thing you know, they're cutting up t shirts with scissors. It's, I, can I say it might be coming back a little bit? Are you seeing any more mullets down in America? I have not, but I know with the whole, you know, quarantine thing, a lot more Flobies, and I believe Flobie favors the mullet. I think we, we also just don't live in an area of the country that mullets are predominant. I think mullets are making a comeback in, uh, like, below the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, I mean, people in Florida have mullets. Let's get yeah. that straight. I mean, where business, else Kyle Business just- in the front, party in the back. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Whereas Kyle was sporting his for a while, right? I believe. No, I think he, I think it was a limited edition. <laughs> one more Grow Talk question called, I got one for the guru by Luke 61. Talk about some extreme pH swings in a res. Before we hop into it, join the DGC. We want you guys to support the show, man. Listener supported guys. We have a few choice sponsors that we're always trying to give back with, such as right now, we are giving away an HLG 350 R-Spec. Uh, if you're already supporting the show, just go over to Patreon, sign in, look at the recent post under Grower Hookups, and make a comment. You are entered to win, I believe, a September 7th giveaway. Uh, we also want you to grow. So when you sign up to support the show, you're going to be able to go to Seeds Here Now, hook it up on five-pack of Best Coast Genetics, quality-ass genetics, and start growing your own dank. And once that seed pops, you're going to put some recharge up on it and get 30% off. Real Growers Recharge. You'll get access to all this on the DGC Producers page after you sign up at dogrows.com forward slash support at $10 a month, guys, going on our eighth year here, man. Let's keep it trucking along. So I know I'm, 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 I'm good to go. I, I've always wondered, like, are we going to get tired of talking to each other or is it going to get lame or ruin our friendship? What's going on? But no, 
Good times. Yeah, I actually still enjoy when we just text each other or call each other in the evenings and bullshit. Most definitely. I just, I don't know. You sure? Just kidding. Um, let's get into this grow talk, man. Let's get into this grow talk. We'll see who's growing some dank here. We got Golden Goat by Buds by Dubs. And this guy is looking, looks like we got some good harvest weight here. Nice, nice. Showing the hand variation. Sean says, What's up, DDC? Wanted to share my dank. baby's of- arm in there. They need just like a baby's arm as a comparison, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we should get a, yes. I don't know why you don't have one of those yet. I'll bring one down to the bakery. I'll rip one off the doll at the toy store. Yeah. Um, Go through customs with that. <laughs> Wanted to share my tank nug of Golden Goat clone I got from a buddy. Been growing for about a year now, and this was my second successful grow. I totally blew my previous grow due to PM and flower, which led to bud rot, and had to toss all three plants. Bummer. I'd like to, th- I'd like to think I bounced back nicely. This was growing in a 4x4 four four, uh, AC Infinity tent with controller, three gal easy planters from the Bucket Company, and Fox Farm Soil and Fox Farm True Nutrients. His lighting is in Mirrors Hydro, along with CO2 from a bag. Oh, Michigan Mushroom Company. I always think it's cool if you'd be able to pull off CO2 from doing the mushrooms in the grow, but I do encourage to get a meter, maybe not even just a controller to know that you're spending your money right. It matters that it's a sealed room. If you've got a sealed room, I've seen, I'll go in there and hang out. I have a very tightly sealed room and I'll get it up to 2000 parts per million easy just by hanging out, out there for you know an hour in the grow. So yeah, having you know, whatever organic CO2 made, that is a real thing, but how much, and it depends if you're exhausting. And those are readily available in Hydro Farm, because I haven't heard, big distributor for all the hydro stores. They have one from the Autopilot Autopilot series or brand called the Desktop Monitor. It's not too spendy, um, and it's good to monitor your CO2. What's up, Guru? You got the the AC Infinity tent with controller. With controller, he's talking about like a fan, I guess the fan controller? I'm just, yeah. I mean, the tent doesn't have any type of uh, controller built into it or anything. I just have a regular 5x5 tent. But the fan has uh, like temperature humidistat probe and uh, the kind of fairly simple logic controller on it, so it can make some decisions on when it that can fan make should decisions, come on. Huh? Yeah, may, decide when that fan should come on or not be on. It's pretty cool. Does it? It's not one, as full function as you would think it is, but I mean, it it definitely does its job, and you can set up some parameters where it'll cover your bases. Variable speed control. How about that? Can we yes. do the variable speed control. Yes, you can do variable speed control. All right, I'll do a shout out because new, new new hanging out with the show there. AC Infinity guys, check them out. Coupon code dude on everything they got kicking over at AC Infinity. Definitely have some good fans. If you guys remember back in the day, uh, Can Fan uh, hooked up the show. I think they send you two pallets of fans, Scotty, that you probably still have some of. Yeah, I have one or two of them still left. That's right. We got a pallet from AC Infinity, which was actually pretty cool, man. I'm actually set up one there, a tent and a fan and a filter and all that. Well, no, I like to give a little respect. When a company comes over that's uh, doing great in other industries and pays notice, yeah, they're coming in to make some money in the cannabis industry, but they're making fans for all kinds of electronic devices and other industries. And uh, now, yeah, kicking some ass here in the, the cannabis industry. So welcome. Um, what's up Man, with I'm, okay. I'm looking at Hydro Farm because I remember I, I know that they're just buying companies left and right. They Hydro did Farm. just buy uh, Humboldt Wholesale, I believe. They bought House and Garden. They bought Heavy 16. Yeah, they're making a play for it. <laughs> the chief director, uh, the CEO of Hydro Farm does not look like he smokes weed, man. <laughs> Bill Fuller. Um, what's up? Okay, so these are, uh, he's growing in 
uh, three gal easy planners from the bucket company, which sparked my ear. So I looked up the bucket company. If you could show this image of the three gallon bucket, uh, what the bucket company has going on here. It, and I'm not That's saying good. the product doesn't work, but it looks like a lot of freaking parts, Matt. What is it? Yeah, it does look, it's a, uh, like a bucket in, you know, a bottom feeding sip system, I imagine. I'm not sure if it's sips, it's bottom irrigation. Um, but it just, I don't know, it, it bugs me with my plastic. Bottom irrigation just means sub-irrigated planter. So that's a sip. Man, I am going to bust it out. I've been having such good results with this. This is very simple. I made these out of parts I had left over. Um, but it's that $10 grow bucket insert. Uh -huh. And just I just fill it up till this thing goes, till it raises up. Soil's always perfectly evenly moist. The top isn't wet, so you're not getting fungus gnats. If you can see the moisture of that soil is beautiful. The top is dry. Man, this this thing's a dream. Look at the. I don't want to tilt it because I got water. No, in don't it. tilt it. But I made. I started making these. I. I know you're digging on the simplicity. Um, I, I'm, a, but I'm gonna just show you how easy it is to make okay. this thing. I'm not yeah, you didn't have a bucket sell. last time. You talked talk about this. What do you got? I'm not trying to sell these. I'm trying to encourage everyone to make these themselves. I use a little bit of air. I use. Cocoa bricks. I'm experimenting with uh, really inexpensive cocoa bricks. I'm having success with them. And I use one of these inserts right here. I don't know. One of these. There we go. One of these inserts. Throw the insert in. You throw the bricks in. Hang on one second. I'm going to grab the one yeah, part. For you guys listening, this insert gives you an automatic bottom reservoir area and a level that tells you how much water level is in that reservoir, which is pretty handy. This is the amount of fertilizer I put in. You can use any you want, but I use I just incorporate this is the grow dots or what used to be Mondo. Throw like 50 grams of those in. And then I got this is the only fitting. The only fitting is an elbow. And like okay. I said, I encourage you, you can go buy these grommets for 20, you know, ten dollars for 25 of them, or you can get them at your grow store. It's a half-inch grommet. It's a half-inch elbow, which is like 15 or 30 cents, and then a little tiny bit, bit of tubing. And I've literally just been experimenting with taking all this stuff the cocoa the grow you know the grow dots the earthworm castings and there's some biochar in here and just mixing it all up and then just filling this bucket up i just flood this bucket to the top this thing is closed so no problem it holds it and then when i'm done after about 20 minutes i mixed everything up i just cut this i cut this little zip tie turn it like that and drain the whole bucket and then fill it up. I'll usually put a plant in it, put, you know, water it with recharge or something like that. And then just fill this back up again. It's so fucking easy to do. As long as the hole's already there, man. When I worked hydro, we'd sell five gallon black buckets, right? Because going to Home Depot and if you want, you don't want a bucket that light's going to come through to your root zone. So a lot right. of people come by the black buckets from us, but they weren't pre-drilled. And so many people don't have either a drill or a conical bit is what it's called or a, a paddle bit. bit. A step bit is what you want to use and they are expensive they'll be 25 30 bucks for a step bit there's two there's a larger one and a smaller one the smaller one will directly you can go through you don't even have to count the steps on it normally you have to be like oh i go four steps in and that's the size hole boom you can just go right through it that makes a perfect half inch grommet hole boom throw the half inch grommet you're good to go these it is pretty idiot proof man. what's the ratio of people that own drills i wonder is that a mandatory tool? Guru, do you own a drill? I went to, uh, I went to yes. Royal. I have a DeWalt drill. 
I went to Ryobi, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Rigid brand breakdown, all right? That tells you a lot about people. I own a Black & Decker drill in my neighbor ah. that's in construction. <laughs> he said, what's, look what's, at this peasant. That's, it says a lot about you, man. Uh, apparently, it's the same company as DeWalt. And actually, the Black & Decker batteries seem to last me a decade at least. So you can go eat a bag of <laughs> chips. All right. First growth talk question here. When to flush nutrient salts outdoors? We're in outdoor season now. Coming not to an end yet, but looking at some good flowers, hopefully on people's grows. I mean, this is by I Love OG and Sour D. Okay. What do we got here? All right. Uh, hey, dude. On my second grow now since legalization in Arizona. Yes. I'm having trouble finding out when to flush my 60-day indoor cultivars outdoors. Now, wait a minute. There's no such thing as a straight, I mean... Yeah. He said indoor cultivars. I mean, things that were bred for growing indoors. Yeah, you could see that. Are you sure that's the thing? Yeah, I mean, there's dwarf cultivars. Of, the cultivar is a cultivated variety. So if you've cultivated this variety specifically to grow indoors, then it's a cultivar. I don't, but I don't know why. How, how are you doing that? I mean, you're cultivating a variety to just grow good. Like, but because you're selecting it for traits that you're uh, that you're growing indoors. I got you. Like, indoors. if you know, like it's low. We have ceilings in the indoors. Like, maybe that's a trait. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't uh, stretch a lot in flower. Sure, but even when they're trialing it, when they're testing it, the moms and dads came from indoor. You know, they they were tested and grown indoors. So that pollen was grown indoors. And uh, uh, just what they're looking at, what they're selecting for was all done indoors. There's different uh, expressions that come out outdoors, definitely. Says, uh, Googled when to harvest my Gorilla Glue and Zookies on different websites. And they said around late September, early October. One started to flower earlier than others on July 11th. If I were to harvest late September... How can you say that's hard for outdoors? I mean, you can't really. Oh, July 11th was the beginning of the flower because it's not, it's a transition time, unlike us indoor growers. We just Wait, flip the timer. How far north is he? Yeah, that's it. That, uh, July no, 11th. How far south is it that it starts flowering July 11th? That's, yeah, that seems early, very yeah, early. Like, just started flowering. Yeah, man. here, like just general rule of thumb here and like in Virginia too. August 15th started flower, October 15th uh, harvest. My birthday. Shout out. It says, um, if I were to harvest late September or early October, that would be 10 to 12 weeks total flowering. Is that too long? I was planning on starting to flush week seven, but now I'm all confused. It's not too long. Like we just said, make sure you're in flowering. Obviously, your eyes can tell you to a degree. Hey, yeah, those breads like they've been on there for a while. Um, outdoors, I think a lot of times can be a determining factor in a strain if a strain's supposed to finish and say this is a 60 day strain. I think different things happen outdoors and you could agree with me or not. Like what happens outdoors if we get a, a cold snap? Does that extend the sure. flowering time? Well, think about just outdoors. Indoors, we got 12-12 going. It's the same day out, and night cycle. Out, outdoors, it, it to the plant, it's the same because there's uh, 730 nanometer light in sunset. Uh, so they go to sleep two hours sooner. So it being 1410, it actually is 1212. But to it's the plants. Not- so to, to the plants, it is the exact same as 1212. It's not to- consistent, though, is what I'm saying. You've got consistent outdoors, it's just much less consistent light, whether it's inconsistent time duration, inconsistent, uh, you know, with the. Uh, I would say that, that the sun strength. that's been putting out light for millions of years is fairly consistent with how it does it. What's um, picking on me now? No. <laughs> but. Uh, 
Okay. It is, but okay. main point, you actually don't have to flush. There's been <laughs> an, enough studies have come out at this point. Flushing is pointless. Get your dry and your cure on point. That's how you're getting white ash from stuff. Okay, so just to define it, flushing, some people think running a bunch of plain water, no nutrients added through the container. If you're in ground, I mean, there's not you're not really doing a flush type thing. Do you consider a flush? So if I say, okay, now here you, you want to flush, lay off the nutrients, man. You're getting ready to finish up. Just water some plain water, maybe give it a little bit of a little bit of uh, your favorite bottle. I think you have said your favorite bottle. I love that. Mm. <laughs> Guru, you have said running lower PPM or EC in your last 10 days to two weeks, but not completely taking it out is yeah, what. Not not taking it out isn't when you're gonna do it. And the studies I'm alluding to, RX Green Technologies did one and they like huge double blind study on people. Uh, everyone actually preferred the zero day flush stuff over everything else. Are you sure everyone? I'm, I'm 100%, yeah. The, like the entire study, its conclusion was that people actually preferred the zero day flush flower. The main thing that contributed to uh, it not being as good afterwards was actually how it was dried and how it was cured, not if it was flushed or not. And it makes sense. The plant isn't uh, like it just taking out a little bit of nutrition the last couple of weeks isn't going to have any uh, noticeable effect on the micronutrients that are actually in the plant because they're already there. Um, and it's been accumulating them mm -hmm. and sequestering carbon through its entire life. So cutting them out for a week really, uh, and it doesn't do anything. Get your dry and your cure right is the main yeah. thing. Harvesting under a full moon in the nude. Hey, I'm telling you, I asked my buddy about how to uh, propagate this really hard bamboo to propagate called Bambusa Laco. It's this purple black, super beautiful bamboo, but it's finicky. And he just looks at me and he goes, Menguante. What <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck does Menguante mean? But it means cloning with the phases of the moon. And there is yeah, something that is interesting. To when you clone things, the worst thing you can have is what an air bubble gets sucked up, right? Death yeah. of your clone. I do wonder if there's you know pushing and pulling of the of the moon. It controls the tides. Why wouldn't it control some of the osmotic movement in your plants? I dig. Sounds like farmer's almanac type shit, man. Uh, I'm gonna shout out to the comments here. Rasufa helping out, saying, "Man, you gotta get a loop. You gotta check shit out. You gotta see what your trichomes look like." Um, and I love OG and Sour D chimes back in and says, Hey, that's what I was thinking. I have to go to Radio Shack later and I'll buy a Jewelers Loop. And it made me think, hey, What decade are we in? Radio Shack, man. <laughs> They're getting a Jewelers Loop from Radio Shack? Like, why would Radio Shack have a Jewelers Loop for looking at circuit boards? Yeah, RadioShack.com. What like, mall is that in? I thought Radio Shack went like, completely out of business. They're still around. They can't. Used to be like the coolest place to go as a kid. I didn't mind it. Rasu was down. He's like, you still have a Radio Shack? Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm looking for a diode. That was like when shit was repairable. I don't know. Our Steve, I got, I'm, I'm actually looking at a Sony flat screen right now. It's LCD from, it's at least 12 years old. And oh, it was sent in repair. What? I said, get rid of it. I don't, I don't even know how repairable or modern electronics are more looked at as disposable or replaceable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're made out of, but they fucking seem to be about six pounds now. Those TVs <laughs> seem like they just come off some kind of printer or something. Like, they're not even valuable anymore. I hope that helped out. I love OG and Sour D. I got a good comment here. Um, oh, I mean, it's bad because it's about PM. Make but the TVs as cheap as possible, okay? Bigger everywhere. 
That makes complete sense when people are like, man, TVs are so cheap now. I'm like, don't you think they're getting a little bit of a kickback from uh, some other entities to make them that cheap so we can get uh, the message to us? More TVs, bro. My buddy has the biggest TV you've ever seen. <laughs> 57 channels and nothing on, brother. Good comments. Tony Page says, I have a question. I grow for, or I grow my four allowed plants indoors. Well, it sounds like Canada. Canada. My four allowed plants. Man, <laughs> Anyway, powdery mildew, be- powdery mildew began began on one plant that was ready to har- early harvest. Anyways, so I did, but how can the one plant catch it and not the others? I'm thinking excess nitrogen as the other plant is so very green, too green. Um, nitrogen abundance, late stage, trying to flush it out, but I grow in 20-gallon pots and overwatering can be bad for wet feet. Yes. Um, I want to try, or says, I want to try too much nitrogen next grow. Hmm. No. Don't I don't know. You know, like, this got me Googling you know, nitrogen and powdery mildew, and there is, like, a little effect on it. Well, wait, what about, first yes, off, sir. nitrogen, I was thinking that's the case, but that's with pests. Don't pests, like, if, you're le- if your plants are, they really taste better or some shit? It yeah. is. Uh, it, if, if you have an over-nitrogen-fertilized plant to pests, it tastes sweeter um, and attracts okay. them in, in more. So, and yeah. with powdery mildew as well. They love it. They can... They can, you know, whatever they can work real efficiently at high nitrogen. When you start starving them of nitrogen, the hyphae uh, get starved as well, or they don't they don't uh, grow as quickly. So the powdery mildew doesn't grow as quickly. But it's kind of a moot with the <laughs> yeah. loss in yield that you have and the like green leafy bud that you'll have. It's just not worth it. There are so many other IPM techniques than malnourishing your plant. Uh, <laughs> I would I would probably use one of those, a type of sulfur spray. Or sulfur dunk if you uh, are in vegetative stage still. Uh, any of the like biologicals for powdery mildew if you're in later stage. Regalia from Marone Bioinnovations works awesome, and you can use it up to harvest. So like I would use one of those other things instead of malnourishing your plant. Man, you say uh, use up to harvest. Would you really spray anything at week five, week six? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd use uh, Atac yeah. from Opticolier. Really. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've used it up to three days before harvest. I scoped the trikes every day while using it, after using it, because I was I didn't believe initially. He's like, it's not going to fuck with anything, and it didn't. Um, it's not going to completely build it, but or beat it, but it uh, got me to harvest with very minimal PM, but did up my labor tenfold. It didn't fuck with your flavor or anything. No, man, it was it was good to go. It's one product that uh, Shout yeah, out, I, no, All right. no issue with. Um, I do want to say that instead of worrying, like think going this nitrogen route, uh, just grow the plants that didn't catch it next time. Those are maybe a little bit more powdery mildew resistant. Oh, just yeah. By- I was going to say, the, the, it was not the nitrogen that made that plant not get powdery mildew. It was its genetics where it has a, a predisposition to being able to handle that powdery mildew. Some plants have it. Some plants don't. There's lots of gene markers that do it. But uh, if through breeding, they can actually breed in powdery mildew resistance to stuff. It's just one of another number of genetic traits when a breeder is breeding for something that they can uh, they can try and do. Pacific Northwest yeah. Wonders, uh, he is someone that is known for having a lot of powdery mildew resistant strains because up there uh, where they have all that moisture or up in British Columbia, can, it can really be an issue sometimes. Yes, it can be. It can be. Uh, another girl talk question. 
Not uh, that's unprofessional, right? No uhs, no um. Right. I got way too high at work, so I'm uh, being unprofessional right now. All goes well. We're gonna be doing a little hang interview with Tommy Chong soon, so I'm getting I'm getting harsh on me. I'm like, okay, let's be professional. But you know, dude, don't change shit. Don't bring, make it weird. Bring the mango light, though, man. I need weed. Light. I do agree with that. I don't want to get too. I mean, interviewing anybody, getting too baked sometimes is not the uh, the greatest skill. <laughs> I was just. You know, the accountants and stuff, they do everything mobile now. So I was in like a Google meet with the accountant mm-hmm. with like a whole, there was like two or three of them. I don't know why. And, uh, dude, sure enough, I was like, dude, I gotta smoke a joint. I just gotta smoke a joint. Everybody's hanging at their house all comfortable, but uh, I didn't do it. I hit, I hit that is one thing said. I've been doing some accounting lately, getting oh, things ready for the accountant. I don't do the actual taxes and I'll tell you smoking on weed and usually some louder, some type of harder music. I tried a little classical focus playlist right. last time. That wasn't bad, but Jesus, um, the token. How, we were just talking about on the Wake and Bake, when you know you're old, it's you know you're old when you have to like, oh, I can't go out tonight. I got to do my taxes. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm just going to do my taxes. Can't really do anything. Like, all right, that's how oh, you know. That's what I might be saying <laughs> this weekend. So shut the ass up. All right, bring old. it back to Grow Talk here. Organic versus bottle feed disappointment by Mullet and the Magic Feedstock. Oh, oh, okay. Let's see what we can do here. So, so I started out with trying a few autos and some different mediums to see what direction I wanted to grow in or wanted my grow to go in. Uh, so I was really leaning towards the organic side of it. It all sounded more fitting to my lifestyle. Love it. Love it. You get an organic lifestyle. It makes sense. Like if you try to eat healthy and like whatever you're, spending a lot of money at the health food store or going to whole foods and all that. You kind of think the same way with your grow. You want to try and have it be healthy and organic, man. What? But, but what if his lifestyle is I, I like to go away for the weekends. I don't uh, want to fuck with bottles and measuring stuff. You know, I just want to, for sure. He's got to settle and forget a lifestyle. dude. Um, it says, and, um, but fitting my lifestyle yet my yields and quality have me leaning towards bottle feeding. Um, so right now, he said both are under HLG V2 600Rs, both kept around 73 to 80, 45 to 60% humidity. Sounds hey, fine. No way, man. Yeah. 73 to 80 is low. If you got Well, HLG. if it's lights off to okay. lights on temp, okay, meaning at it. night at 73, I'm fine with that. Sure. 80, 82 degrees, what you want to run your, run your grow room at? At least I would think so. What was the humidity? Uh, under the LEDs, definitely, because you're not getting the infrared beat down, um, which offsets your your leaf your temperature leaf surface temperature which is leaf surface temperature temperature offset type shit if you're taking man rocking it man rocking it um okay so the mix is a hundred percent build a soil it's their take and bake soil mix um which is that full-on kit actually i want to get my hands on one of those to give away this is using compost teas and that's his organic setup right compost teas the take and bake kit it says the bottle, and, and, and now the bottle feed system is a simple Fox Farm schedule with Mother's Earth cocoa and perlite blend. That's it. Long story short, I just ran uh, autos to kind of dick around with and see what happened, but now switching to the real plants photos. I'll be called photos, the real plants. So here's a question. Um, is the, so the real question is, do I just give up on organic and go full bottle feed, or is the organic going to work better with photos than I did with the autos? So first off, I don't if like it didn't work the first time. Yes, you give up on it. 
And I mean, this is really more, there's not, it's more your style, man. What's your growth style? That's what I like to ask people. It's not, if you're growing organic, it's wrong. Or if you're growing this way, it's wrong. I think maybe, and I can take your opinion on it. If you are growing autos, I like the control of a um, bottle or synthetic feed where I'm measuring my PPMs. I'm watching the plant. Right. Um, I'm deciding how much nutrition it's going to get. Granted, you can achieve that organically, but you got to be good at what you're doing. We always say you got to have a big battery. Uh, right. You want a 10, 15 gallon pot. I've never grown autos. For me, that makes me nervous too. I feel like I have less control in an organic situation, but I know some people be like, dude, let the plant decide how much with the microbes nutrition it's going to take up. Bro, the autos are fucking easy. The only mistake I've made, I, I didn't bring any autos out. The only mistake I made is not putting them in one of these big five gals. In three gals, at least in my grow, shit just evaporates quick, man. I guess it is at 82 degrees, I don't know, 65% humidity, somewhere around there. But man, the things evaporate very quickly. The water evaporates very quickly. I guess especially with these hempies, man. But the autos just fucking, they just, they bud. I can stall out as much as they want. They still bud. And his real question here is saying, okay, he's going to photos. We're talking about photos. Does he do the organic or the bottle feed? Again, people are going to be able to, if you give two different growers, you know, one, they grow an organic one time and then they grow in uh, synthetic the next time you can have better yields in either situation. It just depends on a lot of factors in it. I would go with your gut. I don't want to say one's easier than the other either. I mean, I guess you you would go, what do you, you say one's easier than the other? I mean, it's like mountain biking or road biking or something, you know, something like no, that. No, you like, just, road biking is too dangerous, bro. My point is they're just do two different takes on something and you're not going to, you have to get good at one or the other, or you can get good at both of them, but they take some, the uh, synthetic or the mineral base, whatever you want to call it. That's pretty easy. You just kind of pour things on a consistent PPM and you get pretty consistent results. You can measure it. Uh, with the organics, you do have to find a recipe you like and a recipe that works for you and your grow style. So it's a little bit more, but it's like baking a cake from scratch or going to get in the Betty Crocker mix. How about that one? Decap 1210. So shout out to the comments. Thanks, people. We got Mary Jane Kalix chiming in. Decap and TJ Dirt Sniffer. But Decap 1210 says, my first few grows were all synthetic nutrient grows. Uh, Fox Farm, Advanced Nutrients, Lotus, et cetera. Switched to organic and will stay organic. I got a great yield from synthetic, but overall quality, ease, and smells were definitely better switching to organic. It's all preference and based on your style. As long as you get what you get, as long as you get what you started out to do, it's a win. Um, if not, a learning experience. So he's claiming the the, the, the dank, different turf profiles, different qualities from organics. I know it's a religion, man. It really is. Those two schools are religion. Um, you hear it so much, you start believing it until uh, until you well, see the three part, two part bud come out. Cannabis still, dude, Guru and I, Guru, you grew tomatoes successfully. We did our Mondo. They're now called Grow Dots experiment. We literally just took well, five gallon containers. I always grow tomatoes successfully. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Good looking. Out. I'll have to show. Some, I'll just show some pics later. I, I ended up having to string mine up to the pergola because they've gotten like ten feet tall and started flopping over. But all I've done is throw this, you know, the uh, slow release nutrient, whatever it is, synthetic based nutrient. I'll say over there and uh, recharge. And I eat these tomatoes whole. I mean, even like uh, uh, Banner said something. We're all just eating these little cherry tomatoes, and they actually tasted sweet, like sugary sweet. I believe those are Sweet 100s is the name of that cultivar. It's a very popular cultivar. It's almost played out. 
I'm so sorry that the delicious tomatoes are played out, man. <laughs> Gotta go with midnight snack, baby. Throw the black ones. Man, my ghost Ooh, peppers see, are coming in too, man. So see, lame. I'm preferential to the Starburst ones, like the Isis candies. I don't know if you've ever had those. They are bomb too. Uh-uh. No, I haven't. But point is that you can grow really, really flavorful, uh, whether it's tomatoes or the cannabis I'm smoking was grown with the same slow-release synthetic fertilizer. It's great quality medicine. So there's people out there that you can only grow whole plant medicine with organics and it's different, blah, 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 blah. Maybe it is. All I can tell you is I grow great quality, whether it's tomatoes or cannabis, with just very simple synthetics. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Well, I would say that uh, whether whatever you're growing, whether it's organics or synthetics, make sure you're using some Real Growers Recharge. I knew you were going to do it, man. Yeah, that's why you, dude, I'm telling you, that's why you're the dude, man. Uh, time to shout out to Real Growers Recharge, uh, hooking it up, realgrowers.com. You want to get some recharge, inoculate your soil with some microbes, some kelp, some humix, fulvic, all kinds of good bennies, if you will. Little Michael Riz, Michael Rizzle. I like it to call Michael Rizzle up in there. Some Michael. Yeah. Uh, go to realgrowers.com, coupon code DUDE, Amazon Prime, search Real Growers Recharge. If you want to hook up with the charge, the recharge in Canada, dudesworld.ca, dudesworld.ca. Also uh, slinging a little over there if you want to get the Irie genetics from Rasta Jeff. I got some in house here. Uh, save you on some shipping. Go to dudesworld. .ca forward slash Irie. That's I-R-I-E. Right, I'm like obligated to do it at this point. <laughs> dude's world, dude's world, smoking time. Excellent. Woo, woo, woo. Oh. I can't help it either, man. Look at that, the dank white north. I like that. Um, all right, let's take it up to uh, another Grow Talk question. This is one for the guru by Luke61. So, Scotty, we don't have to do shit here. We can just sit back. I'll do some narration. <laughs> let's smoke it. All right, let's smoke something else. Okay, let's get into this. Hey, crew, I'll get straight to the point. I'm growing in DWC, deep water culture, single buckets. This is my third grow. Hang on, man. Do you imagine so you've seen somebody at the grow store like, hey, you're the dude, right? I'll get straight to the point. I'm growing in DWC, third <laughs> grow, two different strains, all right? I like this. No, I like this. I do. I do. Uh, I have two different strains uh, in flower, seeds man, night nurse, excuse me, which is a one-to-one and Northern lights says they are both being fed. Same as follows Lotus nutrients, uh, five mil silica blast 0.7 EC. Um, oh, and then cat. Okay, wait, hang wait, on wait. a sec. Me, me and guru were kind of, uh, discussing this earlier. Cause I didn't get it, but he said it's scientifically the most accurate. So he's talking about five milliliters of silica blast is what I'm used to a teaspoon per gallon. And, and that's 0.7 EC. See, or, this is taking the per gallon part out of it. It's okay. just saying that his solution that he mixes up has this breakdown of EC of this, this breakdown of EC of that. If for a total every one of those, change 1. your EC though. Is Mammoth P going to change your EC? No, Mammoth P is not going to change. Right. All right, well, hold on. Uh, I'll just, instead of listing all the ECs, I'll tell you what he's using. He's using Lotus Newts. He's using Silica Blast. That's a Silica. Uh, he's CalMag from Bloom Moods. Uh, and, and then basically for his microbes, he's got Great White and Mammoth P. And then lastly, HydroGuard, which is a type of uh, only one strain of Bacillus. It is product, Bacillus Amloliquefaciens. Right? Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Um, the start pH of this when he's done is 6.2, 
which hey by the way i will say about that bacillus we're always talking about why you don't want to use recharge in deep water culture it's because the bacteria the bacillus species that we use aren't designed to live in water <laughs> would you are any uh, yes the so one that has liqua in it they they are root-borne microorganisms they are meant to be in the rhizosphere in, in soil right. in a root zone right um the water is not their native environment it is a very good even thorough carrier to get them into their native environment where they but colonize the, where they colonize but the longer you leave them in liquid solution like in a reservoir uh, the population starts to change, and you are kind of playing God and selecting those microbes unknowingly uh, for a waterborne environment and ones that perform better in a waterborne environment, um, which isn't necessarily what you want to do. Uh, in microbiology, uh, and we've talked about it before, the consortia is what really matters. Uh, the breakdown of the numbers of the species and the proportions that they're in there can have a big turn on effect for microorganisms um, and just their effectiveness with plants. So yeah, I, I suspect, unless he's in like a heavily enriched CO2 environment, this is some biology going on in there and the bacillus are acting as proton pumps. Uh, hold on, we didn't we didn't get to that part yet, hold on. Okay, okay, uh, I'll hold. To his, to his question here, so it says within eight hours, he starts at 6.2, um, within eight hours the pH drops to two. I've never seen it drop that much. It says this is a two day old reservoir. So. What does that mean? This is a two-day-old res within mixed eight two, hours. Mixed it two days ago. It's okay, been si I have, sitting for two days. Now, my I've, my question is: Is this a res like a separate reservoir from the bucket, or he is calling his bucket the reservoir? Gotta be. Yeah. pH is in DWC and like uh like Jude was talking about it earlier in a small volume bucket. Uh, it is swing. much much easier for that pH to swing as the plant is drawing out different nutrients from it. A ton. I'm talking like you want to res over. Like 20 gal res is like too small unless it's on only two buckets. Like you want a 60, 70, 80, 100 gal res if you're running an eight pack or you know sure. 10 sites. And that's just because have... a, a bigger water volume gives you a much bigger buffer uh, for the pH so that it does not swing as much as the plants draw out small amounts of nutrients. Okay, so it says I have uh, picked some of the best mines on Discord: uh, Stone Trout Bum, Hash Cakes, Weedo, and many more. We thought we had it on at one point, but no. It says Hashman suggested do a mix without the plant airstone for all for a few days and see if the newts are doing it. Makes sense. Um, it says I'm reading that bacteria doing their job, the good and the bad secrete acids. Here's the sleeper question. Ready? Is it possible that there are too many beneficials working at the same time, thinking that you're creating more of these acids? When I drain the bucket, I'm thinking that a lot of the bacteria is sticking to the roots and I keep adding more, like great white to the um, like great white. To the, or the roots are great. It's growing like riot. It's healthy 23 days in the flower. Photos, Guru, bail me out, please. So we could start there. Like, is the back, is that a problem Some with bacteria? Those, so, first off, it is not because there are too many bacteria in there. It's because they're in the wrong proportions. Like I was talking about earlier with the consortia, it's just the wrong proportions for stuff and it's skewing your pH way, way in the way it shouldn't. Um, one of the big things with biologicals, and it's something that like kind of gets at me a little bit, a lot of people will say that it's like safe to be kept in a reservoir for extended periods of time. General rule of thumb, you shouldn't be keeping biologicals in a reservoir for an extended period of time. It starts to change the microbial population that's there. Either if you want to use them in your res, mix it right before you do a res change so that you can uh, inoculate those roots, get the microbes where they need to be, 
and then get them out of there and get clean nutrient solution in there. Right. Or if you can top water the plant site sure. uh, with some type of uh, microbes there, like just a little bit to get it to drip down through the roots and just not dosing your entire reservoir with those microbes is going to be the most beneficial way to do that. Scroll down. Let me see these plants a little bit more. <laughs> plants don't look yeah. bad. I'm trying to look uh, through the can. wrong. Something's definitely wrong. What do you mean? Look at the top plant. Look at the shape of the leaves. Look at the color of them. That's not how you want to look three weeks in the flower, bro. That could be, I mean, we could be looking at a phenotypical, you know, like, I don't know what uh -uh, type of plant this is. There, there are varieties of cannabis that have leaf structure like that that are growing just fine. Um, but I mean, I might like a little more bud three weeks in, but then again, I don't know how long this plant flowers for. Maybe it flowers for 12 weeks. I don't know. Uh, I like but I don't see, I'm trying to look through the canopy to the floor to see if there's any irrigation tubing, like tying back to central res. I'm not sure. I don't think there is. If that, if not, that's definitely part of, of the issue. Not enough water volume in a bucket. And at that point, like if you're going to go crazy, if you're constantly trying to manage pH in a small volume of water, it's just going to swing. You're gonna have to grow with like the best you can with the pH swinging. So. Yeah, it's exhausting to see stuff like this because it's so taking a plant out of its natural environment and just trying to play scientist with it. Man, if you were to just plant this in some, you know, some type of a source, something that would actually harness the roots, some cocoa, you know, some you know, whatever uh, peat mix, whatever. But man, it sure would be a lot easier to grow this thing. And just another thing. He's got a lot of different microbes he's putting in there. Uh, you could just switch to recharge and use it the way <laughs> the, the way that I described using it. Don't it's actually mix it in your yeah. reservoir. Like that's three different bottles. Uh, I, we have everything that those have in them. I, so I just don't see, like I said, I got something like this that will probably grow <clears throat> a similar plant. You might grow yours a little bit faster. It's a bucket with some coconut core in it. You know, but when it dries out a little bit or when something goes a little bit wrong or honestly, when the pH fluctuates down here, when I put water down here that fluctuates, by the time it wicks up here, it's got enough uh, uh, cocoa core, enough media that's loaded with soil microbes. So it's able to buffer that pH. It's a lot different than having bare roots. Uh, I agree. Thanks uh, for the comments there. Sunny and Bechtopia and Baked Moose. Appreciate that. And let's get into uh, the pros list before our grows, man. Today, dogrows.com forward slash pros. Shop for your grow. All the coupon codes, mostly which are dude, are listed there for some great companies, some great people. Today, it's been a minute. Pulse Grow, pulsegrow.com. If you're not protecting your grow, I'll call it even protecting your grow at this point, knowing what's going on, getting notified when any parameters are out of check that you've set, your humidity, your temperature, Lights coming on at the wrong time, going off at the wrong time. Uh, your VPDs out of whack. Using the Pulse Pro monitor, your CO2. Shit, my tank must be out. My God, just got pinged on my phone. My CO2 is low. Uh, protects your grow for all the time and effort you put into your beautiful genetics plants and grow equipment. I love these. I'm excited to set up. We're getting closer to September here. I'll be going to be setting up my 5x5 grow tent with my new Pulse Pro. Uh, it also does the, uh, what is it? The PPFD and uh, sure. light meter on it which I'm pretty, I never thought I'd want to use one of those because I was like, well, basically, if you have a five by five, you need this many watts. But in different phases of growth, like my buddy dialed down his HLG 600s last grow in veg to halfway, did just as good, if not better than last time in veg when he ran them full bore the whole time. Yep. Just didn't need that. that tool has a name. It yes, is sir. called a spectroradiometer. 
I was watching my cousin <laughs> Vinny. They had one of those in there. PulseGrow.com coupon code DUDE. If you like to geek out and you're like into gadgets as well, bonus, because the app is awesome for this. You can track every parameter of your grow down to the minute, down to the second, the full grow. You can graph it in different ways. You can go see maybe where there was a problem, um, pinpoint it and figure out what's up. Commercial facilities running these in multiple areas, holding Chad accountable for his area because the pulse meter is all jacked up. You're looking at the graph like, what are you doing, dude? So good ways. That's fault, brother. <laughs> a lot of great uses. Falsegrow.com, coupon code dude, check them out. All right, our grows, man. Uh, you pretty much did what's going on in your grow, man. I can just take it if you want. <clears throat> yeah, mine's autopilot. I've been playing around. I bought some buckets. I ordered them from Uline. I actually am going to plant this yellow bucket and see what, Jesus Christ, is heavy. What the, if there's a myth or not, if the if it'll fuck up the roots, if it has to be in a dark. Well, most bucket. of the root, well, not most of the roots, but that insert blocks out some light down in the reservoir section, at least. So yeah. the light won't be getting to the water. I'm just trying to, you know, if you can go to Home Depot or that's an orange bucket. Damn, that's ugly. But they got white buckets there. They have blue buckets. Can you give me a terracotta lungs. color bucket, please? Because that's my style. Either that I, or earth tone. Something. You, know, you, you can go to the outdoor garden section and find something. There's a lot of these don't have holes in them now. You know, because they're like meant for indoor, like these decorative indoor containers that you can either drill a hole in and pot in, or a lot of them are like these bottom feeding sips. So you can make this kind of, you know, you just got to put an elbow on any container and you can make it into a sip bucket. It's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to steal from, because I was just caretaking for a neighbor's grow for a couple of weeks. It was an eight lighter, eight, 600 HLGs. Um, I enjoyed it. I haven't been caretaking for an eight lighter for a while and it had some issues. And when I was done there for my two weeks, the garden looked you know, beautiful. It looked great. Um, we did, I did find thrips, thrip damage. So basically we're going to, we're three weeks, about almost three weeks into bloom, uh, put out blue sticky traps, monitor population and order beneficial insects, which you can so, only yeah. order. Are on you going to, are you going to try and smuggle some spinosad back with you? When you come oh, out on the same side for a three, little while? Three weeks in, I might hit them with spinosad. I don't know. Three weeks, they're just starting to get flowers, right? Not like just pistols and stuff, right? Don't even know if I can get my hands on spinosad in Canada. But they're not detrimental. I mean, they're annoying. You don't want them. They do do some They do, do they some do damage. Some damage. I take it from a guy that ignored thrips because he said the same thing to himself. Ah, they're pretty harmless. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we did come overcome a challenge with mixing nutrients in his res because we were mixing up, uh, first he was mixing up all of his nutrients and then adding a bunch of uh, potassium silicate liquid, liquid, that jelly shit at the end to pH up, which locked out a bunch of nutrients, tons of problems. You always want to add your silicon broth. Shit? It's like a liquid, it's, it's a liquid clear, but it's thick. It's like syrup. Oh, it, it, it. Has. Cause it makes this weird jelly stuff. If you put it at the end, it like locks out your nutrients, but it like. I don't know, it turns into like this weird gel, like a silica kind of gel. It's very strange in the it's reservoir. A, it's a precipitate. A precipitate, yeah. It, yeah, a precipitate, dude, all right. Well, when I was talking to Guru about um, adding, and when you dump that into us, I was dealing with a 50-gal res. You can see it cloud up and stuff. So adding things to your res is a better way to do it. So I took a, I had like a two-cup class measuring cup, and I only had 50 mils of this silica, or no, actually 200 mils of this silica before I was using the monosicilic acid. And it, uh, you pour it in there and you're like, man, let's dilute it out first. I had a the little top watering wand pouring into the 50 gal. So I would just put it under there and let the cup fill out and let it overflow. 
So when I was adding also nutrient at 200, 250 mil at a time, instead of just dumping it in my reds sure. concentrated, right? Let, if you guys can get your stuff out of concentration a little bit, I just let the water flow into the cup and then overflow into the res. It takes a little longer, but put it being in a little- first. Just put it in first. It's so easy. Well, yeah, definitely do the silica first. But what the dude is saying here, where you're diluting your nutrient solution before it goes into the full-on res, is the way to avoid getting precipitates in there, especially- Mix your mix your silica up first, and then your nutrient, and then your nutrients. Uh, that is going to be the best way to prevent right. there. Because what causes a precipitate to happen is when you have two things that are fairly concentrated uh, interacting with each other at that higher concentration. Those precipitates can form. If you have uh, more water volume in there, uh, it's kind of buffered a little bit better, and it's uh, less likely to form a precipitate because those two ions are less likely to knock into each other. So. Uh, but what Science, we did, chemistry. The, good advice. The learning lesson here was why are we using this? There, there's the potassium silicate when we have monosilicic. Am I nailing it? Monosilicic. God damn it. Monosilicic acid available. You, you had plant it for available. Like a solid week and a half. You had it. One mil per gallon, right? The other product, I'm adding five mils per gallon. And point, when I added in. 0.5. Mono. No, he's I saying know. one mil for the monosilicic. Yeah, that, it's 0.5 mil, I believe. Well, least. It, it depends on the brand. There are different monosilicics that are at different percentages. So he's probably following the directions. For it's in the middle range. It was like the low was 0.5. High was like 1.3. So I went with one mil per gallon. Um, when I was adding the potassium silicate, because more, more is better, right, dude? More is better. No, <laughs> when I'm worried about PM shit coming, uh, the, is, yeah. the other product gave me. I started off with nutrient uh, PPM in the res about zero with my water. I had add the potassium silicate; it'd go up to two twenty. When you add the monosilic, monosilic whatever acid, it doesn't affect PPM. It mixes it so well. Potassium in it, man. I, which I I dig that, on, that, man. When I was trying I was to reach, say, potassium is a major building block. It's N, P, and K. You know, I mean, it's a you're putting a it, lot of nutrition in there when you have that mono. Or I'm sorry, the potassium silicate. And why does it, does that have to be paired together in a liquid form? Do I have to have a potassium? I mean, that's what it's called. Though, no, that's what the monosilicic acid is. It's the whether without the pull, without the potassium. Yeah, that's why you use so much less of it. And it mixes a lot better in solution, yeah, quicker. Yeah. Um, and when I was, it was nice for me because I was going off. I've never used these nutrients. They're called Uber nutrients, and they got a one part, right? And I'm trying to achieve this PPM, and I keep adding. And what their chart said as far as okay, add 400 mils to achieve a PPM of 650 wasn't happening. So I had to keep adding it. It was nicer to have a zero starting point than 220. Um, with a monosilic acid. So that was my point with it. If you guys, I love, um, and we're trying to battle, not battle, avoid PM and make a stronger plant. And I'm hoping that it, that's really, I don't know if you can say using silica for PM is a preventative, is just like one tool in a tool bag. It I, mean, is, I, it I is think a, it is a preventative though, man. Oh, what I 100% is. The, yep. What silica is doing to your plants is uh, kind of increasing the thickness of the cell walls on it and allowing it to have more like rigid structure to it, but also be like more malleable when you're training it. And it makes it to where like the sucking plant fluid sucking insects just can't get their their uh, mouth part, their mouth part, their ovipositors. Yeah, it can't it can't get that into the or what the spore. The hyphae, the hyphae goes in there and it's low which is basically hyphae is like almost think of it as like a root. Yeah, exactly. 
it goes to invaginate that leaf, but it just can't get in there, man. Or it just slips right out because there's too much silica in there. We'll see. Like, again, I am skeptical. He's using some product called Pyro K. He's like, see, this product here takes two weeks off bloom. Okay. I mean, I don't know about a product doing it. I guess there's some stuff out there, but we'll see. Why would you see. want to rush that? You've got like however many days for that plant to get as beefy and as frosty as possible. Why would you want to rush it? To get another cycle in? I mean, somebody, you got somebody waiting to buy that weed? Is that what's going on there? Uh, I'm not saying that, but you know, you just might want to grow more. That, that's, um, the only, that's the only reason why you would want to rush harvest two more, two weeks, in my opinion. Unless what if you're, you're just you're out? You need your smoke quicker. Yep, that would be the only other reason. Have you ever well, se- have you ever seen someone just so desperate for bud that they're like, "I'll take it wet. Just give it to me." Yes, wet. me. Yes. <laughs> yep. All of us. Uh, yep. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> and then you're no. like, uh, "Okay, yeah, sure." So, are you against then, like the uh, far red initiators? Is that what they're called when we're using red light on the indoor garden to put them to sleep quicker? which growers are claiming and finding, I believe, that it's taking a significant amount of time off their bloom cycle because right when the lights go off, the plants go to sleep. Quickly. Yes. I'm against everything today. Okay, man? <laughs> the punk kids with their bloom initiators. No, hey, those are cool. Bloom initiators are legit science, sure. especially in an indoor garden. If you're trying to replicate what's going on outside, like the plants have evolved under for millions of years, uh, they definitely work. Emerson effect boards also work too. Yeah, that, that's just getting more bang for the buck with your light. I got no problem with that. I'm just saying, I mean, I see, I've got some autos that are, they look great. And I'm like, ooh, should I harvest them? And I'm kind of like, ooh, I want to wait and see if they'll get any better. I got to use that. I got to use that on my daughter. That's her name. And we'd be like, why are you giving me the Emerson effect? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you and your, your wife can high five each other. You go, yeah, that's it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hey, guys, if we helped you grow today, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Help support this show, man. Uh, get yourself some free beans. Come on, hang out. Uh, what else I got, man? Be excited to uh, be down in the bakery here next week. Coming down to Colorado, so you'll see some in-person action. Yeah, uh, really looking forward to hanging, dude. I miss you, brother. Back at you, yeah. Maybe we'll, I won't say maybe we'll miss the show. We're always putting out content, but. Excited to be in the bakery. I'm going to shout out to, actually, I'm not going to shout out to who's got the singing the recharge today. Oh, I'll get shout out to Oklahoma. I got Voodoo Hydro in Lawton, Oklahoma. And thank you, Greg. Appreciate all the recharge love over there. Excellent. Support your local hydro stores, guys. Sometimes that's all you got to talk to. I remember that back in the day. People bring in like a leaf in a bag and be like, let's go over back to the corner. Right. What's wrong with my plant? Like, Fuck, man. I got to see the whole picture. I got to tell, tell me the story. Man, I remember I tried to get, they tried to set you up, but there was a hydro store in Fort Lauderdale and you'd go in there and the guy would ask you for weed. And meanwhile, he was this guy that was, I think he was like a confidential informant or something like that. And you go in there and he'd be like, oh man, bring me some of the weed that you got. And uh, yeah, if you fell for it, you got busted. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He used to drive the neighbor's car there, which is weird because he lived right next door to me. I don't think I had it figured out fully. Oh, actually, no. What's that? I said, I don't know why I'm still scared to say it, but fuck you, Frank. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do some shout-outs to the producers supporting the show, my friend. I'm going to give it up to 10 Thumbs and Smokey Lonesome. How you doing? <laughs> I don't get that one for me, wait a minute. The next one, I can't see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Willie Fistigash and Gato Servant. 
Polo Paul, how you doing? And wet my plants. Hey, Riley Martin and Dr. Green Thumb. I just uh, gotta hop in here. Uh, it's cool to wet your plants. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was just thinking about old Happy Gilmore the other day. He did score that hot bar. Um, uh, that wasn't Happy Gilmore, that was Billy Madison. Oh, well, thank you. Either. It's a whole, like, series of things. Empire <laughs> <laughs> Strikes Back in Star Wars. He's still shampoo. Uh, I'm going to give it up to Figgy and Powder Clouds 145. All right. All right. Don't, Don't forget RD, the one-man party. All right? Give Perfect. It All right, DGC, stay higher, my friends. Until next time. Summer, summertime. Yes. Yes, Max Potency, Warehouse Kyle, the whole crew, man. Give it up for Rogue Guru. Come on, shout out, man. Shout out the boys. <laughs> you gonna get on a rhythm here? We need to bring in a beat. Oh. Take her easy, dude. Later. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed.